Welcome everyone to the Almost Cancelled TV Podcast. I am Peter, and I am joined, as always, by Connor. Can't get rid of me. You'll be delighted to know that there is less news than last week. But there's some very important news this week, so it's fine. Uh, it's also worth mentioning we're recording this on Thursday as opposed to Friday, so uh, as always, uh, when cases of this, some stuff might crop up on Friday that won't be in this episode, because... You know, obviously we're recording it a little bit earlier, but uh, we'll be in and next week. It, it does mean we haven't got thoughts on Kenobi yet. No. Um, why would you think I'd have thoughts on Kenobi if it recorded tomorrow? Because you're going to watch Kenobi tomorrow and you know it. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. If we had been recording tomorrow, you would have watched Kenobi tomorrow. I don't know. Stranger Things is also back tomorrow, so I'm not convinced. Yeah, who cares about that? I'm not convinced that I had a rush to uh, do that. Pilot. That could have waited a couple of days whilst I got my Stranger Things Season 4 in. Um, but yes, yeah, so there's a TV news podcast. We talk about premiere dates, renewals, cancellations, uh, new shows and development, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and that's what we're going to get into. So we do, unfortunately, uh, have a trio of Star Wars premiere dates and premiere windows to talk about. One's got a trailer. Uh, Connor and Star Wars is great. I, I did. You made me watch shitty trailers all the time. You can watch one Star Wars trailer. I was going to just avoid watching the trailer and just talk, just tell you when it's coming and just leave it at that, but Connor insisted. So yeah, the one that's got the trailer is the one that's coming as soon as with the, the, the sort of the locked, like, specific to the day date, which is Andor. It is coming on the 31st of August, and it got a two-minute trailer uh, along with us today, so... And uh, what did you think of this trailer, Pete? Huh? There's a ship crashing... Andor's talking about rebelling against the Empire. There's a lot of shady-looking Empire dudes drinking tea or something. Uh, <laughs> the ones all in white. I I thought very little of it to be. I, I didn't get a whole lot. It, it, it you know it kind of felt like it wants me. Like it's kind of assuming that I give a shit already and I'll care. And it being like kind of dramatic will make me care more. But I don't That's really a, care. So I think it's a very well cut trailer though. Uh, you know, I, you know some trailers are. It doesn't necessarily mean it'll be a good show. I want to make that very clear. It might not be. But I think it's a very well-cut trailer with its pacing and you know, it has that really uh, that rhythmic element to it with the, the music tying in with the visuals quite nicely. That, that goes a long way sometimes. Can't wait to the sequel show, Star Wars Candor. It already has a sequel show. It's called Rogue One. Where there's a character who's just very candor with the... <laughs> Uh, it's stuff. Rogue One is the sequel. Get over it. Go watch that movie again. It's not a sequel. No, no, no. I actually <laughs> fundamentally disagree with this. Just because something gets a prequel, it doesn't make the thing that was original a sequel to the prequel. It, the, the, the original, the original thing is the base thing, and the other thing is the prequel, and that's what it is. That's how it was made. In terms of how it was made, yes, hundred percent. The Terminator is not a prequel to Terminator Two. That terminology does not work. I refuse to accept it. I agree. But when you're talking about story narratively, the sequel is in Rogue One. Mm, shut up. Uh, <laughs> next up, uh, Mandalorian Season 3 is coming in February. And they also yeah. said Katie Sackhoff. It's a little bit later than, than, than it would have been liked. And they also said Katie Sackhoff is returning. I, 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 the I, least surprising thing ever. She was in a couple of episodes last season. Yeah, well, she's she's a sci-fi royalty. She's in Battlestar Galactica, so yeah, she's playing a Mandalorian. 
so it's all good. So it's a big get for them to have you know some an established star from a proper science fiction series in the oh, show. Yeah. yeah, proper science fiction property because Star Wars definitely isn't that, is it? No, no. <laughs> what a shit is what it is. And then the other Star Wars thing is that Jude Law is going to be in a Star Wars show called Skeleton Crew. This is the John Watts one that was sort of teased last week. Yeah. Um, so this is the one that, on paper, if if you take out the Star Wars name, appeals to you the most, probably, because they, they describe it as, you know, that, that Amblin-style thing. Mm. For me, they, describe, they I think they mentioned it's going to be uh, about a bunch of 10-year-olds. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not... Not thrilled about my uh, my chance of loving that one. Do you know how? I mean, you never watched the Arrested Development, I don't think. But you know how in Arrested Development they did uh, there was the the fake like sort of Judge Judy style show with Judge Reinhold, and the, yeah. you know, the joke was you know it's Judge, Judge Reinhold, so they made a judge show about him. I want Jude Law and Order to be like a a thing, <laughs> <laughs> or even better if there's like an actor out there who's like Michael Order or something like that, like you know Jude Law and Michael Order. <laughs> so you can have the the Law and Order show. Yes. Yeah, okay. That's what I want. <laughs> See, I feel like if you do that, that title like maybe maybe this is just my my background, but that that's a comedy sketch show, right? From your your comedian duos. It's like a oh, sure. and Laurie. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, that, that's that's what I'm that's why I'm patreon, but I don't know if Jude Law can pull it off. <laughs> that's fair, I suppose. Forget about the hypothetical Mr. Order. Yeah, and then the other Disney Plus show we got a premiere date for, uh, coming 30th of November, the Willow series is going to debut. Yeah, which means I'm going to watch Willow before November for the first time, because I've never seen it, despite it clearly appealing to me. Oh. Yeah, uh, it was a Ron Howard movie. Um, Warwick Davis, who is no stranger to Star Wars either. No, uh, he's not. Uh, he is reprising his role as Willow Uffgood. Or if good, maybe I don't know. I'll say off good. Well, well I'll, I'll I'll report back in November. You, you can find out for me yeah, and tell me. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. I'll, I'll definitely remember to tell you. Um, and then yeah, so that's the premiere date stuff. Uh, yeah, there's some news. I mean, Disney Plus are announcing some some good. And it's good that there is some news like that this week because obviously we're now in that drought from the networks because they've just blown their loads. And all the yeah, pilots yeah. and cancellations they, they and renewals. They need a few weeks to, to recover. Yeah. So we're theoretically in a quiet period now for TV news. So, uh, you know, uh, buckle in for whatever antics I fill this show with uh, for the next oh, little while. Oh, thank week. God I'm missing at least one of those weeks. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, Car's on vacation for a week soon. So there will be one week missing uh, in two weeks? Three weeks? Yes, I'll be here next week still. Right, so there'll be an episode next week, but there won't be one the following week. Okay, we'll remind them at the start and the end of next week's show, just to say, just to warn them. Yeah. But, yes. Okay, uh, next up, uh, this is, I'm going to call this Borderline Desperate Stunt Casting. We'll see how you feel. So, Jodie Foster is going to star in season four of True Detective. Of course she is. Okay, what? yeah, and no, I'm with you. Yeah, so yeah, they're resuscitating this, and their their game plan here to make it like a big deal again because, you know, True Detective lost a lot of its luster. People did, 
you know, people like season one and that's about it yeah you know and people some people watched season three but there wasn't a lot of chatter about it it, it kind of felt like it was just kind of beating gone and that was it it was there uh, i'm sure it was better than season two because season two was dreadful I feel like we tried the first episode of season oh, we did. three but i don't, we, we watched I don't the first remember one. anything about it it was fake obviously mahershal ali is a good actor but like it, you know it wasn't you know. Listen, i know we watched it but i don't remember anything actually about it <clears throat> didn't stay yeah. with me uh but yeah it's, it's, so it's going to be called so it's getting a title this time it's not just going to be season four it's going to be called true detective night country so they're, they're going with subtitles to that's probably smart yeah especially I, since I, I, I think they should have done that since season two yeah especially since they've been really you know it's been the kind of cub and go when it's got a new season rather than a yearly or semi-yearly thing yeah. so yeah um yeah foster's going to executive produce as well i.e she's getting paid <laughs> quite yep. quite f- fondly for this uh, and she's going to play Detective Liz Danvers uh, in a series which comes from writer-director Isa Lopez, uh, executive produced by Barry Jenkins. What's notable to me about that is that I'm not seeing the name of the dude who did uh, the first couple seasons, right? Uh, Pizzolatto, something like that? Yeah, which is cr- yeah. so the first season, uh, created and written by Nick Pizzolatto, ran for three seasons between 2014 and 2018. Uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like he's going to be that involved. Very which, interesting. Which is actually a good sign, to be honest, because he was the problem. Yeah, because <laughs> he was, clearly. Because the first season, don't get me wrong, the, the writing wasn't bad. But it's the direction that put it on the map. And, and, and the acting as well, to be fair. But the acting was never the problem with the other seasons, I don't think. No, no, it was because even the writing in season one actually wasn't that great. Like it was kind of just hell. You know, if you, I, I wasn't really that much of a fan of the way it was written. It just happened to have really good direction and good actors sort of making it work. It, it really pulled it together yeah. through that. You, you can overcome the kind of mediocre writing with that, whereas yeah. the other seasons couldn't. No, they, they really couldn't. Like season two I feel like was he directed season two himself. Maybe? Oh, maybe yeah. Season two was such a slog. Um, so I'm being a little cynical about this because obviously Jodie Foster, the, the, the her biggest role, the one you think of, you think of Silence of the Lambs, you think of Clarice Starling. So putting her in a you know a gritty, there's a murderer on the loose detective series is very much playing into oh she was in Silence of the Lambs, like that's what this it, is. It is a little bit, and it's a little bit in fact because she's a perfectly good actress and oh, she yeah, deserves yeah, yeah, to yeah. this show anyway. And she was in yeah, she was in good stuff before then. She was in good stuff after that. Like you know, like that that, that doesn't define her that role. But that that that's that's why the this announcement are doing. Yeah, that's why they've gone with it. It's because of that more than anything else. That's um, why this announcement's a, you know a bigger deal than it maybe otherwise would be is because it's her. Yeah, do, doing I am this. like slightly more interested in this season now though, knowing that it's not. Do you, know, do you feel more comfortable giving it a try, even though you've not watched season three because it's not called season four? <laughs> I didn't watch season two, and I gave season three a try. Fair point. But you feel better about this one. Comedy. I do. I, do. <laughs> I feel better about this one, because one, okay, it's got something. They're, they're just embracing the fact that this is just a true anthology show, that they, they yeah. have the rights to this show to just kind of create when they want. They can rotate in different creatives now. It doesn't, I, it's, they're not locked to this yeah, one writer. I was going to say, I, I honestly think each season should be a different, like, you know, different director, different writer every time. And just let different people go make the best gritty detective story they can. Exactly, and that has me a lot more hopeful for this. That th- this might have potential now. Like, uh, I'm not particularly familiar with the the, the right directors of, of this season. I don't think uh, I don't recognize the names too much. Oh, I recognize the names. Um, uh, Isa Lopez. I've definitely seen her name pop up. 
Was, was, was she the one that did, um... I don't want to speculate, because I'm not sure. But like, okay. I, I've definitely seen that in pop-up. And Barry Jenkins. I, not, Barry Jenkins obviously yeah. been like, but is he not just executive producing? Yes. Yeah, well... I, TV's weird, though, because like, there's, there's, there's one important executive producer, and that might be him. <laughs> it, it could well be, yeah. <laughs> um, but, opposed... but I'm assuming he's not directing, right? No, Which no, means no. That that's the, the, the less interesting part of, of his potential involvement would have been him directing. So I don't know. I'll, I'll look up these up. I'm, 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 it's an argument that I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, but... Cause, uh, like, I, I'm not trying to say that you know, she, she's bad. It's just it's hard to get excited for a name that I'm not personally oh, familiar with. Oh, okay. This, this is promising, actually. Go uh, on. Tigers Are Not Afraid, which is a movie that I did in streams with Tim. Uh, okay. not seen it. Very good. Uh, arguably, it wasn't really a full horror movie, so it was maybe a little unsuited for that show. Uh, but it, it was really well directed. Um, well, that's so, good to know. And, and you had seen the name. I knew you had seen the name. Uh, but yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, no, that's cool. That's cool. I've not seen any, I mean, other, other like stuff, presumably from Mexico, because it was a Mexican film, uh, some shorts before that, and one, a couple of feature films, but it looks of it. But, uh, has more writing credits than directing credits as well. Also interesting. She's writing and directing. Yes. Yeah, okay. Cool. So, uh, I, I knew I'd seen the name. I knew I'd seen it. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, uh, I don't feel bad for not having seen it myself because I've, I've not seen the that, that film. So, um, this is a, like, yeah, bringing in fresh talent, fresh perspective into this show might be exactly what it needs to actually, you know, survive. This was actually quite a last minute story. I saw this and I'd already done the news, and I saw this on Twitter right before we started recording. We we just did Better Call Saul before this. Mm. And I didn't really read it. I just sort of threw it in quickly because it was, oh, shit, I should throw that in last minute. And I didn't see that like, there was a different creative team. So I'm actually way more positive having now looked at the story than I was when I just saw that. Jo- and not that I don't like Jodie Foster. She's great. But I just saw it as, oh, it's going to be the same crappy writing, but they've got Jodie Foster as a bit of stunt casting. You, you were very cynical about yes. it. And, and I think it's still fair to be cynical about their reasons for casting her. Yes. Because, yes, it's possible they cast her just because she's great. Yeah, but I I doubt that was the only motivation. I'm sure, I'm sure you know she won't do the accent. Obviously, she has like a really specific accent and sounds to the alarm, so it'll feel different. It won't feel like Kelly Starling, but I really hope so. <laughs> It'd be really funny if to say no, no, do the accent. <laughs> do it. Also, there's got a bit in your backstory here about how you you get help from a a cannibal who was like locked up to solve a murder yeah, yeah. twenty years ago. So just don't question it too much. Just go with it. <laughs> I say 20, 30 years ago at this point, but you know, doesn't yeah. have, doesn't have to be the exact timeline in the in the show. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. We'll, we'll fudge the dates a bit to make it <laughs> make it feel different. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm actually I'm a little bit more hopeful now that I've seen the creative person behind yeah. it. There's, there's someone more positive. What's interesting is that Tigers Are Not Afraid is a bit more. Um, you know, it's, it's got a great side to it, because it's about all these, like, orphan kids who are living kind of on their own homeless, right? Mm. But it's also got this sort of magical side to it, where they're seeing kind of things, and there's, like, sort of, you know, there's, like, a almost, like, Guillermo del Toro quality to that movie. Um, and I like the movie. It's something I could enjoy. Yeah, I like the movie, uh, and I'm not necessarily always at del Toro's sort of style, but I, I would definitely describe it as veering into that kind of realm of like. So, so Tim loved it then, is what you said. T- Tim loved it. You know, it's the idea that they're in this really dark, like, 
place in life and this dark sort of like upbringing they've got that's not ideal at all but there's this sort of like magical side that's there to kind of help them through it you know there's, there's kind of that but that sounds like exactly my sort of movie but of course yeah, I, I check it out. the reason why i'm saying all that is that obviously i don't expect that side of that to be in true detective so i'm curious you say that the approach maybe maybe just maybe because that, <laughs> that first season had that, that kind of uh... surrealist weird kind of is this real element to it it's, it's not, yeah, it's not the real possibility, I suppose. But, uh, so that's the news. Season four of True Detective is coming, uh, with Jodie Foster and he's out Lopez behind the camera. So, uh, cool. Um, next up, this is a, a potentially juicy little bit of news, actually. Uh, so J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot had a, a big deal with Warner Brothers, uh, for a few years ago. And part of that is that they basically ordered his new HBO series, uh, Demimonde, straight to series. And uh, along with a bunch of other things, which I'll mention in a second, but apparently there's a little bit, a little bit of a, a you know, the boat's getting a bit shaky here uh, for a couple of reasons. One is that people in charge now are thinking that Demimondi is like spiraling out of control budget-wise. They don't like how expensive it seems to cost or it's going to mm-hmm. cost. Uh, I also separate from this, but kind of packed in along with the, their overall deal with Warner Brothers, which is now Warner Brothers Discovery, is that apparently. They're pissed at J.J. Abrams because he's claimed certain DC characters and he's supposed to do something with them, but he's still not actively got anything in development with said characters, Superman being the the, the obvious main one that he was supposed to be attached to. Uh, So it's like, oh, we we can't develop anything else with Superman because J.J. is doing something with Superman. But now we're here three years later since I think that story came out and... Nothing's even started. Yeah, it's not like they're in production. They can see, oh, the movie's coming along nicely. Because I'm sure if it was, it'd be fine, but it's not. Uh, it's, it sounds like it's barely in pre-production. Yeah, so it sounds like the overall deal with Warner Brothers Discovery is on a bit of a shaky ground with Bad Robot, uh, which is uh, I JJ's can company. See the point of view on this, like spiraling budgets, is something that you know the, the, the studios like that hate, understandably, right? Yeah, apparently I can, I can ruin all your. All your projections. This comes amid talk of potential reevaluation of the deal that Abrams Bad Robot has at Warner Brothers, and it makes sense given that you know they're under this new merger slash management, like they're reevaluating everything that was sort of set up beforehand, and this this could be very well be one of the things that falls apart because of it. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to tack on to this. Is that is it the next story I've got? Oh no, it's not. Where's the next story? Oh, tab management. This. Okay, all right, now, it's not next. It's actually in the new drama, so I'll save it for then. But let's just say Bad Robot have a show somewhere else that I don't think has anything to do with Warner Brothers. So they, they could It was be... always only a first look deal. Though, yeah, right? yeah. So they could have just passed on it. Very, very possibly, yeah. But it is interesting. It's just really interesting timing. This is all going down and then, oh, Bad Robot show greenlit over here. Yeah. So uh, that's a bit weird, but... Uh... Hey ho! Uh, interesting to see what comes to that. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, JJ has been involved in things that I really like. Lost and Fringe being the main ones, but it's notable that he kind of just like started those and left, and other people were the ones who were left to actually make the story work and <laughs> run it day to day and all that. I don't know how I feel about uh, what what ultimately happened with Star Wars, right? With the sequel to it, like he he set up, yeah, with uh, with with Force Awakens. Oh yeah, but he came back. <laughs> No, but no, this one, Gena. Uh, I like what he did. I like what he set up. Ryan Johnson picked up and ran with it and did and took it in new directions and built on that. I love that. And then he came back and was like, oh, well, I don't know what to do with this now. What, what am I meant to do? And just kind of mm. shit the bed. 
So I have to say, I'm not. I was. I wasn't necessarily on board with him as the Superman guy. I, as time has went on, I am less and less convinced that he's the guy for that job. So I'm not. I'm not really that upset about it. Uh, admittedly, I'm making a, a healthy point of not being too attached to what DC or Warner Bros are doing with their movie properties because you know when you see headlines like the Flash movie has 26 writers like credited it's like well actually it was someone stupid like that uh, may have been 22 24 i don't know what it was in the 20s is it was the in point. the 20s yeah that's still extreme the exact number does not matter at that point anything in double digits is extreme let alone oh, for sure, in the 20s yeah. well even even five is extreme like i i think that's a lot yeah yeah like i i think like two is fine three is okay once you're over three i start to i mean it can be like kind of weird because like, it can be like okay, story by these two people, but then these two other people came in and actually wrote the script. So technically you're at four at that point, which, but the way it works, it's not actually like, two, you know, that's it's fine. Kinda. Yeah, and then, and then you might have like, oh, we actually had a first draft that got almost entirely discarded, but because of the, the way the, the you know, the, yeah. the guild, we still have to credit them. But 26. <laughs> yeah, that, that is <laughs> monstrous. Too many cooks in the kitchen, one might say. Uh, because because yeah, what that tells me is that this is this was not twenty six people around the table collaborating. Although this would that would probably just be as messy to be honest. At that, least five of those are drafts that got yes. almost entirely thrown out. Yeah, that, that's this is drafts and drafts and drafts and rewrites and all sorts. Just different people coming in because they got fired. Yep. Uh, anyway, next up, uh, we have a replacement for a show coming up at uh, Paramount Plus. Tim Roth is going to replace Ian McShane in the Australian drama series Last King of the Cross because Ian McShane's pulled out due to health concerns. Uh, and the shame. Yeah, the uh, I think the, the creator put a statement saying, oh, we, you know, we wish him the best, hope he's for a speedy recovery. Um, but he, he's pulling out and Tim Roth's stepping in. So uh, Tim Roth's a good actor as well, so I, I'm sure they're yeah, not... Tim Roth's good. I think yeah. to a lot of these points, I, I think I prefer McShane, generally speaking. But, so... It's not like it's not like he's pulled out because of you know, creative differences or anything like that. Hey, you got look, you know look after his health first. It's not yeah, it's unfortunate, but it's not unfortunate in like a better way. It's just unfortunate in a fate way. Yeah, yeah. So uh, worth mentioning though for sure. Uh, so that's cool. Um, uh, just to get serious here for a minute, CBS had to pull the FBI season finale because of the shooting this week. Uh, the the big tragic shooting in Texas. Uh. It, unsurprising this this almost well not almost every time but it feels like this is frequent enough that this happens after an event like that where there was an episode coming up of a tv show that probably is you know touching on the subject matter and needs to be addressed so apparently the, the finale was going to be about preventing an event at a school similar to enough anyway to the one that went down that they are pulling the episode for now i'm sure they'll air it at some point in the future usually yeah. what happens but yeah yeah and and for the record i'm not going to use this as a cheap way to reference buffy because i could but i'm not going to i've, I've got more no, you're gonna that. you're gonna be better than that in this I'm, very yes. serious topic i'm not going to use that uh, no. so um it's, it's something that there's it's been happening for a long time with tv shows having to pull things there's, there's always something that lines up where i'm like there's like the uh the friends episode with the that the, the, the was airing around 9-11, right? That had a, a Twin Towers thing, joking it. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, like, you think that's bad? There was a there was a pilot that was about to air at that time, and I think the show basically just got mm. cancelled because of it. Where it was about someone trying to blow up the World Trade Center, and it's like the timing was just like obviously it's not their fault, but you can just imagine like the the morning of that happening, and obviously the shock is starting to settle in, and like where you know like you're starting to think about life a bit as it's happening, and the people who work on that show realizing, oh wait a minute, like. We can't. We can't do this. We can't ever show that episode. Like that, that's that's just that. Did it ever come out anywhere, like leak or anything? I thought. I, don't so I remember so. hearing about it, but I just don't remember if it ever came out anywhere. I was. Th- I think it's that thing where it ended up just sort of derailing whatever the show was. So they just, they just never, none of it ever aired. So I don't think. Yeah. But what uh, I remember I'm not anyway. Surprised. Yeah. And I can't remember what the show was called. So uh, forgive me. I know people probably want to know what it is, so they can go research it themselves. But I can't. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, so it's unfortunate. It's just it's you know it's one of these things. Um, yeah, obviously it was shocking news this week. It was sad. As I mean, this is not the the platform to talk about it, but obviously, uh, it it did not. It was. It, not... It'd be nice if after twenty thirty years, if 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 they could just you know sort something out. So maybe this didn't happen on a bi monthly basis. It feels like. <sighs> yeah. Um. We're going to move on quite quickly, but yes, there is something that could be done to help prevent this. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to go into it any further. Uh, But uh, I will just direct you to the Onion headline of, you know, that they always bring out every time. In fact, I think they covered the whole front page on it uh, this time. They're just, you know, there's no way to prevent this, uh, says the only country where this regularly happens, or something, whatever the exact phrasing is, something to that effect. Um, So, you know. Go and have a look. Uh, but anyway, uh, so that's the FBI finale being pulled for now. Um, so a new show in the comedy slash cartoon <laughs> section. Uh, well, we ha- we have a new preschool Scooby Doo show uh, being ordered yeah. by HBO Max and Cartoon Network. It's a CGI animated comedy series called Scooby Doo and the Mystery Pups, and it will join I the. Love it. Cartoonito uh, preschool block in 2024. This is really far in advance to announce sort of like a kid's show. Yeah, but they, they have to, the animated shows are so far ahead, yeah. right? But hey, uh, here's the logline. Uh, As counsellors in the lakeside sleepaway camp, Scooby and Shaggy don't know much about canoes and archery, but they do know how to solve a mystery. I think you'll find it's the rest of the team that know how to solve the mystery. They two are pretty useless from what I recall. Uh, Sometimes they accidentally stumble into it. In a summer filled with nature hikes, rafting trips, and fireside ghost stories, the goofy, good-hearted, and can-do duo will share their love for chasing clues with three young camper pups destined to become their own preschool version of Mystery Incorporated. So there's, like, puppy characters. So this is definitely a preschool take on the whole it thing. It is. I love that they're doing it like uh, summer camp. They're doing like, hey, hey, let's do Friday the 13th for Scooby-Doo <laughs> kids. Even smaller kids. <laughs> Uh, I, mean, I mean, they're using the phrase Sleepaway Cam. That's also a horror movie. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, they're, they're very intentionally choosing that setting. Yeah, so, you know, uh, tis what it tis. Uh, yeah. I mean, I grew up on Scooby-Doo. I love Scooby-Doo as a kid. Uh, obviously, yeah, the new, new ones aren't made for me, and that's okay. Uh, but but the point is, they're going to be indoctrinating the five-year-olds so that they're ready for the, the camp slashes. But they're also doing the adult animated show where Velma's like solving actual murders or something like that. 
You're hitting all audiences at once. <laughs> Why not just make that live action? Go on, give us a live action like like Riverdale S Scooby Doo, where it's the didn't, team solving didn't they murders. Do that recently, the live action Velma and Daphne thing. Uh, that was ago. that wasn't yeah, but that was still kind of like teen focused. That's the, I'm I'm saying give us something that's more. You know, you, you just mentioned R Riverdale then. I'm waiting for the CW to announce their, <laughs> their, their Scooby-Doo show. Oh my god, I can hey, see that's it. Warner Brothers. <laughs> they, can, they can do Scooby-Doo. Riverdale is coming to an end. They, they need a replacement. Uh, they'll, they'll call it Mystery Inc. Oh, 100%. That's, that's what their you? name will be. And you'll have... And it, yeah, and that's the thing. Scooby-Doo's made to have four 21-year-olds in these roles. And then... Yeah. I guess the only it's problem damn near is, perfect. Is, is the crappy CG dog, but people will forgive it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll worry about that later. <laughs> All right, on to the drivers. I only have a few of these, really. Um, basically, I've got two stories. Uh, and one neither of them should be CBS. One that's a bundle of shows, and then this one first up, which is Bad Robot, uh, who have had a show ordered by Apple TV. They're doing a live-action Speed Racer TV show. So I saw this headline. I didn't click on it, so I didn't realize it was... Bad robot connected. Yeah, so uh yeah, uh there's staff in a writer's room right now. Uh Speed Racer is a Japanese uh media franchise about automobile racing first launched as a manga series titled Mac Go 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 by Tatsuo Yoshida. I didn't know that was the title originally. But uh yeah, uh, details are you know, kind of weak just now. But it, obviously it's a it's a proper week, you know, at the very least a lot of us may have seen the movie that came out about, you know, twelve years ago, so um, that long ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's going to be written by uh, Hiram Martinez, who worked on Snowpiercer, I assume the show, and Ron Fitzgerald, who worked on Westworld. Again, I assume the show. Uh, definitely. definitely the show at this point, right? For well, that. yeah, I mean, that, yeah, the movie's old. But, but Snowpiercer, it, could, it technically could be the movie because it's not that old. <laughs> it, it could have been, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm assuming the show. Yeah, apparently it's going back to the original source material. Uh, and it's going to be based on the 60s manga series, so uh, so I guess the okay. billet is the, the faithful to the original source kind of thing. Uh, which, you know, sure. As opposed yeah. to being based more on the cartoon, which I think the movie was more kind of inspired by. That makes sense. Well, whether that means it's that different, I don't know. I don't really know what the differences are, but... Yeah. I, I, I am not a speed racer connoisseur, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, uh, so then the final story, uh, Deadline actually did report on one of these separately. Uh, so there is an article, but there's not really much there to it, to be honest. Uh, Sony were doing a, like a conference call for a bunch of different things, and one of the departments was the entertainment group, and they just casually mentioned three shows that are in development. So there's no details here, but luckily, because they're all based in games that we're familiar with, we can still sort of talk about them a bit. Um, two of them have actually got platforms attached as well. So... Uh, first up is Horizon, as in Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon Forbidden West, is got a TV show in the works at Netflix, um, which is interesting because I feel like the budget for that <laughs> has to be quite it's, it's healthy. It's perfect because uh, a bland game for a bland platform. Oh, 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 oh. Um, <laughs> I, I actually finished Horizon Zero Dawn not long ago, and it's a decent enough game, right? I will say that the premise of Horizon excites me way more than the game ever actually did. Like, you tell me mech dinosaurs. Robot dinosaurs. I yeah. should be so in. 
but you know, it's it's about Ubisoft and its storytelling and how it progresses and its open world dynamics. But obviously, the open world dynamics aren't that big a deal here because it's a TV show, so those um, drawbacks won't be a part of it. It is. I'm pretty familiar with the story in general, though, just because of yeah. I know the twists and stuff like that. Yeah, the first game has kind of like some reveals towards the end, which I can definitely see being the end of a season one of like stuff going on. Maybe even a season two, to be honest, for that. Like, because oh. there's quite a lot of content in that first game still. Mm, what the hell? I, I, I would feel the story's pretty stretched out if you're doing that. But I, I'm saying that as someone who thought the story was kind of dull I, I <laughs> for agree. the most part. So. What I'm saying is this is a Netflix show. Sure. So it's going to feel padded, so there's going to be at least two episodes that are like, oh yeah, these are side quests. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I think for, the big thing for me is I didn't really like a lot of the characters that you interacted with, and so much of the game is talking to characters and mm, that's a like, problem. doing their quests and stuff. Um, and I think, you know, I, I, I am I am very critical of that stuff. I, I can be very, very quickly just sort of disinterested. It was the same with Ghost of Tsushima. It's largely where I, I like, loved it, badly. Yeah, it's largely where I like Ubisoft games. The exception that I can think of off the top of my head is something like Witcher 3, where I do actually get invested in all the stories that the characters sort of like open up to and I, I get more into it. But, you know, part of the, you know, uh, like, is there potential here for something? Yes. I do think, I don't, at this point, sadly, I don't trust Netflix to be the place to make it work, but. No, me either. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But we'll, uh, you'll watch it anyway, let's be honest. At least the first episode. Yeah, just, just to sum it up for people who don't know anything about it, just to make it clear what we're talking about here. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is set in a future, but things have kind of went back in, like to a Stone Age. Th- well, not Stone Age, maybe that's unfair, but uh, it's like it's kind of like a retro future where it's post-apocalyptic, but then like the greenery has then kind of like grown over everything, so it's kind of like, like the olden times again. But bizarrely, there's these like robot dinosaurs of high-tech things like yeah. robot dinosaurs yeah uh and it, part of the mystery is okay why is the robot dinosaurs uh why did the world like fall apart what you know what exactly is going on here what how why did we turn back into being tribes again and kind of things so that's kind of what the show is dealing or the, the story is dealing with a lot of so um and the main character aloy has a lot of mystery because she's kind of like you know she was found as a baby so there's kind of like some mystery there uh but yeah that's horizon uh the second one uh, this is amazon this has been developed at is god of war which i think does lend itself more to a tv show more than horizon does i agree what's really interesting to me about this is are they just going from the god of war 2018 and going from there and or do they want to show some? Because I think there's there's obviously three plus games three mainline games of story plus side games before that Honestly, like, I could see them going either way. I, I could see the argument being, no, we want to go full Kratos, but the problem is, is that he's not as sympathetic. I could see them saying, for for both the reason of, we want him to be more sympathetic, so it makes sense to start him. And maybe have the odd flashback, where we still get to see some cool stuff. I was going to say, I think flashbacks yeah. are maybe the way to go. But you, you have his relationship with his son in, you know, in the 2018 game to be the building block of why we care about the story. And him being this sort of, like, like sort of tough but reluctant father who's trying to, like, grow into that role... Yeah, yeah. You know, those... if, if I'm being a cynic, right now Norse mythology is kind of hotter than mm. Greek, right? You know, the, the Vikings are popular, right? And also, I think in the same way with Last of Us, I think the idea of being a bit more relevant to the games that are currently coming out. So the sequels coming out, 
you know, it just got rated allegedly still this year. Well, it just, maybe, maybe actually, yeah. It just got rated in Korea, so it may actually make this year. I didn't it believe might, it. Yeah. I didn't. Believe I, I didn't it. either until but... I saw that headline. I'm like, maybe, maybe, oh, maybe they could have pulled this off. Those mad maybe. bastards. Yeah. Uh, so that may be coming out this year. So the fact that that's still continuing and that's maybe going to be a trilogy all in with like this, you know, the story of him and his son. I could see there being a third game that kind of caps that off. So that's going to be at least another two or three years, maybe even four years later. So if they do a show that's based around him and his son and that relationship, and you have that going for a few seasons, they may actually work out nicely. Where they may they might finish a fifth season around the time the third game comes out. The, you know, the way the game development in TV goes possibly. I did see rates. something before though, there might only be two games to this. Oh really? Saga, and then I'll move on. I'm just assuming because you know trilogies are the the thing. Right. I did I did see something that, that I don't know if it was official or not, but there was a lot of heavy speculation that it was just going to be a duology. This is funny, actually, because this is a batch of things that we can actually talk about, because we've both played God of War. <laughs> we have authority on this. Yes. Um, I do think that that story lends itself to a season of TV. Um, Comfortably, yeah. There's a lot of, you know, wacky characters. Obviously, there's some big stuff that will cost a lot, but I think unlike Horizon, where you're constantly running into these big robot dinosaurs that will feel like you're sort of hiding on the TV show, if you're trying to like, limit how many you see, I think with God of War, you can do a lot of smaller things, and then you have an episode where there's a dragon. And you're like, okay, you spent a lot of money on the dragon this episode, but you can kind of, you know, it wouldn't feel like they're betraying the game by not having big things every episode. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do with costuming effects as well, as mm -hmm. opposed to having a lot of necessary CG kind of yeah, big Yeah, because there's like trolls and stuff that you can have someone in makeup with some perspective trickery yeah. to make work, yeah. It's like the uh, the dark elves stuff like that. I mean, I would almost prefer to do that than just have it all be CG. I definitely would. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some moments you have to do CG for the action, but like, of course. Yeah. you know, I think a lot of good makeup effects would make it really sing as a show. To be honest. Yeah, I 100% I agree. Um, I'm say, I think I think the smart thing is probably set in the the 2018 the Norse mythology stuff with the sun. I think it's easier to sell as a TV show as you've got this heart and an yeah. attachment to it. You've got this relationship beyond Kratos just being on his own. But I would like to see flashbacks. I think I think you'll get I, I I think that's how you pad it out for, for a season of TV. I, I I think you can do an episode where you actually like emit something from his past and you can you know you just bookend it with the present day but you can do almost like a whole episode in like his past and show yeah. some cool stuff that way. Or uh, yeah roughly two thirds into the season. Yeah. yeah. Or sprinkle some throughout. Like maybe, maybe like he does that thing where every time he's like sort of like almost bonding with his son, he remembers how much of a bastard he used to be. So you get a glimpse of like something awful. <laughs> you do the uh, maybe you open it with like a nightmare, like a dream yeah. scene, like a nightmare. Like you know, he's he's re reliving one of those moments, and he wakes up, and it's present day. He's in that hut. He's in that cabin, right? I think for brand synergy and like helping sell the games that are coming out now, and are like the ones that you would recommend to people now and vice versa, selling the show based on the games, I think the modern games make a lot more sense. I agree. And and like I, said, I actually really like the older games. Um, I'm a big fan of them. I still think that, that if I'm adapting it for a TV show, they're a much harder choice. And I know they'll probably get someone and like make them look like Kratos, but I'd be, I'd be perfectly happy with just getting the guy who does the voice. He look, obviously looks way different, but... I think the voice but being he's there... Got, he's got a physicality to him that can pull off Kratos anyway. Oh, he's a big tall guy, yeah. He's, he's got yeah, the... Hell yeah. I'd be 100% down for him. Just screw it. Cast him as Kratos. Do it. Yeah. He is a bit older now, though, so I don't know if maybe that would be a factor. Maybe he can't do the action. Yeah, but maybe, but older Kratos is, is, is kind of what you need for that. Mm. 
current period of, of the games. I don't get me wrong, he, he's pretty older than Chris's looks. Because obviously he's not, he's obviously very old, you know, hundreds of years, so to speak, right at this point. No, but he's but, not a human, he's like a... <laughs> yeah, he's like demigod. Yeah. But, yeah, um, oh, I, I can I can definitely see it going well. And I, I would, yeah, was it Christopher Judge, is that his name? Oh, sounds right. So, oh, yeah. so it's a sounds right, yeah. And he, he would be absolutely great in the role in live action. I'd be all down for that. Yeah, he's a... Uh... Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't think they're going to do that, but I think it would be neat to have the voice and just like, oh, I can just look different. Uh, I suspect they're going to do the opposite, though, which is they'll, they'll get someone, shave them bald, make it, make them look like Kratos, and then the guy is going to have to do his best <laughs> the voice. Yeah. Uh, that's what I think is going to happen, but uh, that's okay. Um, hey, it happened with Henry Cavill in Witcher. Sure, sure. Uh, what I, I I do think Amazon is potential, and not that, I mean not that Amazon make nothing but gold. They've made some you know mediocre stuff, but you know stuff like the boys does fill me with hope that they can put out good stuff. And we know just from the like the amount they're willing to spend on like the Lord of the Rings show. I know we're not seeing that yet, but we know mm. the budget that they were pouring into that. Yeah, I mean, they're I, willing I, to spend money. I did feel a little bit miffed at like how Wheel of Time looked because I thought that looked a bit shit. But obviously, Lord of the Rings is a bigger name, so I, I get that you know. That'll cost more, but you know, I, I'm sure God of War because it's this collab with Sony and because it is a big property. I mean, I mean, Wheel of Time fans may argue it, but I do think God of War is a bigger thing in the Wheel of Time is a huge book franchise. I to book nerds, wrong. yeah, to anyone who's into yeah. kind of you know genre fiction, uh, you 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 have heard of that series. But God of War being you know, you can just look at the sales figures. The amount, it, you know, the amount of reach it has. You know, there are probably more people who've heard of that. For sure. So you know, I I think there's a a lot of potential, both in where it is, but also just as a translation. I think it's a more, it's a better character story. I think, and I think I definitely enjoyed the story of the game more. I mean, I enjoyed the gameplay more as well than Horizon, but just looking at the story because that's what's more important here. Uh, which is funny because if you ask me, what do you prefer? Norse mythology or robot dinosaurs. Like I would pick robot dinosaurs every time. But having played both these games, I, I have a lot tougher of a choice. But <laughs> in these particular examples, it's it's not even I, close, is it? I grew up in Power Rangers. Robot dinosaurs have a. I grew up on Power Rangers as well. Power Rangers is cool. Special place in my heart. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then the third the third uh, show. Uh, this this is obviously one that doesn't come with a story. Is, and there's no platform for this yet, but they're developing a Gran Turismo TV show, which... What what I'm sensing is, they want some of that Fast and Furious money. I could see that. But I, I don't... Th I, mean, I think it would be a racing show. Like It would be racetracks still, I think. I mean, maybe... I mean, don't get me wrong. I could see them having, like, oh, they'll do, like, a, like a street race at some point between the main characters because they've got beef with each other, but... I do think it'll still like revolve around. No, there's a circuit and there's like races and they try to win a, yeah. a competition. I'm sure that'll still be. It'll still have these sports movie sort of framing for the story, if you will. Quite likely, at least for the first season. Yeah. Um, that's going to also be really expensive if you think about like you know whether it's like actual stunt work or CG, like doing a lot of races with like fancy cars. It's cheap. Yeah, it's not going to be cheap. So. And especially if you if you're doing like Gran Turismo, there is an expe expectation on fancy cars not not beating up things you can't really throw in like muscle cars like you do in Fast and Furious you can have some but 
it's mostly you know you're looking at supercars that, this one's more of a blank slate and it's really just a name and we know it's going to be about cars but other than that like you know it can be anything so which is both good and bad it's bad in the sense that we can't really predict much and there's not really a framework to use for it it's hard to be excited for it either yeah so it's hard to be excited for it but on the upside is is that it literally could end up being the greatest thing ever because like the right creators could just come in and say we've got a great idea for a car related story and boom they just make gold and it can be anything at once so you know like that's the possibility yeah like like you know obviously it didn't turn out so hot from what i understand i've not seen it but in the same vein, the battleship, like, okay, other than the fact that there's, there's some ships... I forgot that movie exists, and the only thing I remember sunk. about it is Rihanna was in it. Yeah. Other than the fact that there's some ships being sunk, like, it, like you can do anything with it. Obviously, it got a very lukewarm re- reception. No one cares about it. But, in theory... Uh, alternatively, we both really like the, the Clue movie. That is true. Which but... is kind of a similar premise of, hey, you got to do a murder mystery, basically, and, you know, in... in in this style of, you know, house. Yeah, yeah. And that's basically all you've got to go on. But yeah, it's a fun movie, yeah. So, in the same vein, like, Gran Turismo could be, it's, it's just all down to, you know, what it's actually going to be when it's made. Because... <laughs> it's got a lot more free reign than the other two shows in this. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So, interesting. It is, it is funny, because obviously The Last of Us is, like, coming next year. That's, like, nearly, I mean, relatively speaking, nearly here. Uh, still, I mean, it's still half a year at least away, but... But you know yeah. when it's coming, it's already been shooting, so on and so on. Um, I do think it's interesting that Sony are actively trying to make TV shows and movies out, because obviously Uncharted came out this year, so they're, they're making a conscious effort, saying all these IPs we have in video games, why can't they also be a big thing elsewhere too? So, and some of them... Took them long enough, right? Yeah, and, and their storytelling in a lot of their games is considered very good. Like, Uncharted, God of War, Last of Us, like these, these games are usually praised for their great storytelling. So Yeah. Yeah, somehow you ended up with the current Uncharted movie. I haven't seen it. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I don't I don't think we really need to see it to have uh, uh, understand that it was terrible, right? Well, Sony Pictures uh by and large don't make good movies, but Sony TV uh did have a hand in Breaking Bad, so you know, <laughs> like better track oh, record. Like, like, yeah, they they got one up on them for sure. Yeah. I don't know what the exact uh, role they're credited as, but they did release the physical Blu-rays, so I know they're involved. <laughs> they're at least a distributor, if nothing else. So, there you go. Uh, that's the news. That's the news of the week. Uh, in the TV land. Uh, th- there was some news. It was still a healthy amount, honestly. It just wasn't the two-hour gauntlet. Th- there wasn't, like, a lot of stories, but I think they were mostly quite interesting stories. That we they were meaty, yeah, because it was, like, here's some games getting turned into things. There was a few Star Wars things. There's, you know... I thought True Detective story ended up being quite interesting. It was, and that was a last minute addition. Uh, uh, yeah, so that was cool. And just uh, this, this is us ended this week. I didn't realize it was finishing, but there was a lot of bunch I, of stories. No, I didn't see anything about that. About series finale, it was an emotional farewell. Apparently, so hopefully people. I who, would have expected that from that show, to be honest. Yeah, hopefully people who liked the show were satisfied with its ending. Uh, just on like, principle, <laughs> I, I always root for a good ending. Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, I watched the first few episodes of that show. It's definitely, it was well made. It was definitely, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for its audience, I imagine, you know, they, they'd have loved it. Yeah. Uh, so, very cool. Um, but that is uh, the TV news for the week uh, on Almost Cancelled. So, thank you very much for joining us. Um, of course, uh, I'll just remind you again that we'll have an episode next week, but we'll be skipping a week after that. Uh, so, just keep that in mind going forward as a planned week off. 
but we'll be back next week. Uh, so let us know what you thought of the news this week in the comments. Like, subscribe, ding the bell for notifications, all that stuff. Of course, you can get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. And of course, uh, head over to patreon.com slash TV and support us over there for as little as a dollar per month if you can. Uh, or hit the thanks button on the YouTube that's there now. Um, all support is obviously greatly appreciated. Uh, but that is the that is the show. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV. Have you got any vanilla?